it's actually pretty amazing what? that Netflix is putting out old films. Because do you know what I watched? You actually do know what I watched, but the audience doesn't know. <laughs> oh, we're on. <laughs> we are on. Um, Thanks for the intro, babe. Yeah, sometimes you just got to just go. Okay, let me explain something to you. There's three kinds of activity. Mm. There's A, B, and C activity. I know. But anywho, um, she was looking at a list <laughs> saying things that are coming to Netflix, but they're older films, but I really enjoy that because I just watched 21 Jump Street with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, uh-huh. and that was on Netflix. Right. And the interesting thing about movies like that, I wouldn't just think, you know what I want to watch? 21 yeah. Jump Street. But when Netflix shows it, for some reason, it's just easy. You press it. And when I was watching that movie in 2012, I was a different person. You were a different so person. So now I'm absorbing Freddy's these movies. Like, As remember the Titans. If I watch that kind of movie now, it's going to hit different yeah. than when I was a kid. Yeah. So I enjoy that they're putting that on Netflix, but you just like all the new ones? Here's the deal. I love old classics and I love ones that you wouldn't think to watch, like you said, but something like Fool's Gold I've seen and that is with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson and it ain't that good. So that's why I had that reaction. When's the last time you've seen Fool's Gold? Probably about a year ago. Really? Yes. See, I love rom-coms. Where were you living? I was probably living in Twin Eagles in Reunion, Florida. And I went down, I think you watched it with me. I, I watched Fool's Gold not too long ago, and I don't think it was with you. I was on a Matthew McConaughey kick. <laughs> it was a great film. It was good. I mean, I wouldn't use the word great. It was good. But like it, was, it, was, it was easily digestible. Sure, but it has just like a weird twist, and I, just, I don't know. I just, what was the twist? It's old enough now, I forgot. I just remember it was Matthew McConaughey looking for gold, Falling in love. When I say twist, what I mean is I feel like the first 30 minutes of the movie, are, you're like, oh, this is good. This is good. And then it just like takes a real horrible dive and it's not so great. <laughs> well. <laughs> Fool's gold though diving. Diving, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes the puns just come out. They just come out. But what is coming to Netflix? We do have a lot of stuff I want to chat about today, but should we do our intro first? Sure. Would you like to give it a try? Nope. <laughs> Let's do it together. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome everyone, everyone to, to the, the Freddie and Alyssa show. show. If you're new, new to, to the channel, channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all, all that fun YouTube stuff. If, if you're, you're watching, watching on, on Facebook <laughs> and you want to like the page, that would be amazing. <laughs> if you're listening on a platform <laughs> like, like iTunes, iTunes and you want to leave us a five-star review, review, that would be great. great. We've been putting, putting up content, content now for over four, four years, years, and we couldn't be doing, doing what we love, love without all of your you. support. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in every Wednesday. Can you tell how with everything in life, I listen up to a certain point and then I zone out? <laughs> you lost interest the moment I said, welcome to the Friday Listen Show. Let's hope the audience did not. Um, we are 200 some episodes in, so yes. I think it's amazing that you knew 50% of our opening. I didn't know it. It's impressive. Maybe by episode four, 500, you'll, you'll know it all. Listen, one of these days, guys, I'm going to come through with the opening. Yes. Well, why don't you come through <laughs> with the opening of some new film and shows that are coming to Netflix? Because I feel like we're getting into the season. We are the holiday into the season, season. There's some bangers coming out. 
that I can't wait to watch. Well, what I feel is interesting with Netflix lately, they had a couple really good shows, like Remember Made, and there were some great, fantastic watches, but then I feel like nothing new came out. After Squid Game Made, I was like, come on, guys, it's been a week. Where are all the great films? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a week. That's the, that's the... It's been a week, and it feels like a year. So, that being said, I wanted to kind of go through a couple that I saw that looked phenomenal. First and foremost, do you remember The Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens? Uh-huh. She played two different roles. Uh-huh. And you and I, we gave a review about it saying, dare I say, it was like the best movie of the year. Those, we, those can be destroyed or wrecked with mistakes. Yes. And the film made no mistakes. It was, it was great. A, I remember it being a really, really good film. So The Princess Switch 3 is coming out, but guess what? Not only is Miss Vanessa Hutchins playing one character, two characters, she's now playing a third character that they're bringing in. So it's like a long-lost cousin, and she's like the big bad or whatever, but she gets to play The three, big what? The big bad. You've the never big bad? You've never heard of that? No. Is it Like in, in movies or television, it's the big bad of the season is the bad guy, the villain. Huh. Never heard the of the big, big bad. bad. Have you guys heard that? But any okay, so yeah. she's she's gonna play three characters. That'll be interesting. Yes, the third one will be the big bad. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that call sheet. She's at the oh up at the gosh. crack of dawn every day, but worth it. Three roles. I wonder if she gets three times the pay. I was just that would be ask the number one question that uh, part time theatrical agent Frederick Matthew Smith Jr. would ask. I always wondered that too. I think I asked somebody on days and now I didn't remember the, the answer. Um, when someone got to play a twin or play another oh. character at the same time, I don't think they doubled your rate. I think you got a little extra for playing the other role. But I don't think if you play separate roles, you get paid twice. Like if they're not in the right. same scene. But huh. that's on that's on days. I'm not sure what they do for like Quick question other on movies that. or televisions. What percentage of the cast would you say during your time at Days had a twin or evil twin character? I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that. I think Galen had one at one point. I can't remember if that was when I was just on the show or, and I know that uh, Deidre Hall's done it a couple times. And then Judy Evans plays Bonnie um, and did that back and forth. But I don't know how many times they actually had and then they have the one who wears the disguise that used to crack me up. Yes, uh, as the character of Susan. Susan, yeah, I remember that. I love what she did so, with that. It was yeah, so yeah, that funny. would. So asking Stacy about that. Right. I mean, I don't want to ask. I feel I wouldn't ask somebody about money. But but she was right. like hardcore playing two characters. Yeah. So I'm sure there was some sort of bump in pay. Huh. Just because you're doing more work. So was she playing Susan and then her other main character in the same episode? I, I believe times? so. I think that's huh. how that went. Interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe but, we'll ask her one day. Maybe we'll have her back on. Stacy, I love her. She's a sweetest. She was, and then we'll ask her just a bunch of personal questions. <laughs> how much did you make? <laughs> um, tell us everything. Tell us everything. <laughs> Well, speaking of having these twins, triplets, well, I guess they're not triplets in the movie, but she's playing, he, he got where I was going. The Princess Switch 3 coming out November 18th. That's a good one. Now, the other one that I saw a few actually, the other one coming out, um, I think it's November 18th too, I'll have to look, Red Notice. Do you know anything about Red Notice? 
Red notices with The Rock yes! and uh, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds. That's the 18th? That is... I thought it was the 12th. November 5th. Wait. No way. It's not out already. No way. Let me double it's check here. It's the 12th. Here. It's got to be the 12th, right? Yeah. I just know because I follow him on Instagram. Coming Friday. Which I believe is the 12th. 12th? What's okay. today? Today Yeah, is the 12th. The oh, yeah. The 12th. Wow, so we'll have that. That's, I feel like, one of the first live action type movies with all these stars coming to Netflix, or have they done it a little bit? Ryan Reynolds did another one with uh, Samuel Jackson and Salma Hayek. Is it the the Bodyguard something? Oh. I watched that, and it was decent. Right. It wasn't anything that I would like rewatch. Um, they did that. I'll tell you the one of the greatest Netflix action films. I rewatched it with my dad when we were moving. Yeah. It's Extraction with I Chris Hemsworth. That. that is a phenomenal film. Really? It is so good. And I think it's one of its most viewed um, movies, like top 10 of all time. I've never seen that. Yeah. You'd enjoy it. I, I just would watched I? it. Would I don't I? know if I would read. You don't like action stuff, you but I like Fool's it. You like Fool's Gold. <laughs> I did like Fool's Gold. And I like the Princess Switch, right? There's certain there's certain movies that if it, if it tells the story correctly, despite okay. the plot. Okay. You know, why wouldn't I enjoy a princess switch? All right. Well, we're going to switch up the gears a little bit. Okay. Do you know who Jonathan Larson was? You probably don't. No. Okay. So he is the individual who wrote Rent. You know the musical Rent? Yes. And he was 35 years old. And on the night before the off-Broadway debut of Rent, which ended up being one of like the most well-known musicals in the world, he died. So he never got to see the success of his baby. However, he also at the time was writing this play musical called Tick, Tick, Boom, which took many, many, many years to even come to light. And eventually it started playing, you know, people started doing the performance. Well, Lin-Manuel Miranda decided to direct the film and Tick, Tick, Boom about Jonathan Larson's life, which he wrote, he actually wrote it. Jonathan huh. Larson is now coming to Netflix on November 19th. So on the, wow. yeah. And basically what it's about, on the brink of turning 30, a promising theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressure to create something great before time runs out. And what's funny, in high school, I was obsessed with this musical. Like I would always perform the songs and it just, it was something that I loved so much. And so now, and it's kind of more of an under wraps musical. You had yeah. to like know about it. Um, but yeah, that's coming out. So that's going to be interesting. And Andrew Garfield is playing Jonathan Larson. He's a great actor. Uh-huh. So it's going to be really good. I love that. And there's a, um, there's also Ozark season, whatever's coming out in January. January, huh? The newest season. And then, can you look up Leo Jonah Hill, new movie? Google it. Really? Yeah. It's a huge cast. What? It's called, like, let me see. Don't Look Up. Ooh. So, can you look up when is Don't Look Up release date? Don't, Don't look, look Up release date. That's coming out on Netflix? Is it on Netflix? December 10th. It says USA. Or uh, there's a, someone's asking a question. It's available on Netflix in theaters, but, but it, it hits, hits Netflix, Netflix two weeks later on Christmas Eve. Wow, what's oh. it about? Do you know? Uh uh, I just two of my favorite people don't look up synopsis. 
like I'm saying, don't look up the synopsis. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Oh, my God. I just wow. want to see them two together. I don't know if they've acted since Wolf of Wall Street together. Wow, that's going to be so good. Leo's been a little quiet lately. Like, what's the last thing he was in? I feel like after he won his Oscar, he was just kind of well. He did a he did a big run there. I mean, he always had. I mean, he. I think he has single handedly the best resume in Hollywood. One hundred percent. I don't think there's a bad Leo DiCaprio. I mean, when he was younger, he did. Was it Basketball Diaries? Yeah, what's he, eating Gilbert Grape, Grape were so and good. the Titanic. I mean, he did those three incredible films, and then he was in um, Catch Me If You Can yep. when he was getting older. He did Aviator. Yep. He was in The Departed. He, then he just did, uh, oh, he did Quentin Tarantino's movie. That was what he oh, just did. Yeah. He did Quentin's, he did The Reverend, he did Shutter Island, he did Inception. Oh, just so many great He ones. did Wolf of Wall Street. That's so good. He even did Romeo and Juliet when he was younger, which was just so well done. Yeah, I mean, he... How did he pick? How did he know? You think he picked or you think his representation picked? I, I don't know. I mean, he does work with Scorsese a lot. So yeah. he was, you know, it's kind of like you have a good chance of winning. Um, but yeah, he even did Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Mm. Maybe I have. Maybe a long, long time ago. Yeah, the thing with him, even since he was young, he was always a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Like, he just had the gift. It wasn't like he kind of grew into it. He's just always been fantastic. So, to go from having one of the biggest careers as, I guess, the teen heartthrob, and then continuing to grow into an adult, and then be looked at as, you know, just a really well-respected actor all these years later, like, kudos, because that's rare. Yeah, he has a yeah. He's one of those people, and then Denzel's done very well. Denzel Washington has banger after banger. I've really enjoyed his stuff. Um, when, but, when do you think Denzel started, though? I think he's got movies in the eighties. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he's been around a very long time. So even when his movies came out, like in early two thousands, he had been at it for twelve years oh professionally. My gosh. And so yeah, he he's uh, yeah he's great. There, there's there's going to be an interesting thing to watch the new generations come up of. You know, are people going to be movie stars for 30 years now? Like, who knows what's going to happen? And also, it's interesting how you're picking and choosing. Before, I felt everyone went to the movies. And now I just saw that Tom Hanks has a new movie out, but it's on Apple Plus. Okay. Which is, like, cool, because I think I have that, because I was watching Ted Lasso not too long ago on it. But it was like, now, if you don't have Apple Plus or don't want to pay for it, you don't see the Tom Hanks movie. Where before, we would just go to the movie and you would see all the, the movie stars at the movie theater. And now I have to go, well, if I want to pay for James Bond or I want to pay for, you know, a Chris Hemsworth movie or a DiCaprio movie, like, yeah. where are they all at? So now that they're picking, but I feel Netflix still has the biggest platform. Like, there's something about, like, Red Notice on Netflix is going to be watched by so of many course. people. Even Squid Games came out with the statistic 154 million households watched squid game and to put that into perspective i think like second place television or tv show on netflix was like 80 million wow i I mean it's insanity and speaking of that so 
the writer, creator, director of Squid Game. I mean, he literally did it all across yeah. the board. And in my opinion, that's my favorite when one creative does all of it. I know that's insanely hard, but I feel the end product is just such a complete vision because the person who wrote it is directing it. It's all coming from their yeah. their mind, what they thought up when they were writing it. So I always love that. And obviously Squid Game was a beautiful illustration of that. And originally, once we had finished the season one, I was like, man, I have to know as much as I can when season two coming out. And I started reading articles and the creator was like, look, this took me a long time to do. I need to step away for a couple of years. I'll come back to it. But cut to today, because of its major success, he just came out saying, look, we got to do a season two. And he was saying, I know a lot of people loved it so much, so I might end up doing it all again myself, which yeah. I know for him, he's just kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But also, this is just such a chance of a lifetime that his series was number one worldwide for how long with all of those views. So I'm so excited. And he said too that I believe it was Ji-hoon, Ji-hun, the lead in the yeah. uh, show, that he was going to be doing something in the new series to quote unquote, like save the world and the game and the people. So we'll see what happens, you know? It's still very, very in the beginning stages, so. I will, I will tell you too though, he, from what I heard on the financial end too, is that he obviously had hopes of it being successful but I don't even think there was any sort of clause in his contract that stated that he would get a bonus for a certain amount of success. So I don't think that he made, oh, so he was hurts. paid as a newcomer on the platform. So he was probably paid like the same that everyone's paid when they're new, but it ended up being the biggest thing. So that's also really wise for people who are creating music, who are creating content to have virality clauses. And that's the same thing even with content creators. There are certain things that I'm starting to hear where when you're working with brands, you should have a virality clause. Because if right. it gets, if you're getting paid for the amount of views and numbers that you currently have, but you happen to make a video with their brand name and they're paying you, but it does 6 million views, yeah. then you should have a virality clause so that you're paid more. And the same thing sounds like that for Netflix. And that was one of the disadvantages when work when I was on days when I signed a four-year contract yeah the disadvantage that I had signing a four-year was that they were picking my income and salary based on the fact that they held all the leverage in 2011 I had nothing to negotiate mm -hmm. because they're like like no one knows your character it's 2011 they were unsure how people would react to the storyline in general yeah and so I had no leverage so I could have just said, I don't want this. And they go, we'll pick choice number two. Maybe right. not, I don't know. But there was no, nothing to, to, to leverage. But then after two years, you build a fan base. Hmm. They start seeing your work ethic. They start seeing the value you're bringing. But because I'm in a four-year contract, I can't negotiate higher prices. Wow. So the contract I negotiated was a four-year contract. So I, I was locked into those. They were I got raises every year. But people who came into the show in like 2018, who yeah. came in for a year and then made it like a big splash yeah. when they had like their second year, I guarantee you on most people's year two, they were getting paid more than I did on my year four at the beginning. Wow. 
And though, but during your time in the beginning, when you've had that first four-year contract, you're probably like, "Wow, I get to be employed as an actor for four years. Why wouldn't I sign it?" Well, that was the that was the whole thing, and they were the ones giving me a platform. Yeah. And but then it kind of equaled out in the sense that we could each bring something to some to to each other. Um, but yeah, Very it's interesting. it's interesting how to how to how that all like works. But then they have the ability to let me go every 13 weeks of the four years oh. or maybe the last year was 26 weeks so even though i signed a four-year contract i couldn't leave for four years right i couldn't end it but at any given 13 week end of cycle they could let me go without any penalty oh my god so but they had all the leverage but then once you go down the road and from things i heard through the grapevine with like some of the veterans too you, there's um you have more protection Say, if you yeah. will like you can't be let go after 13 it moves to 26 weeks i even heard some people have a whole year so if you oh. sign a year you can't be let go you have to be paid for the year so you work your way up because you're adding value but bringing it back to squid games that's the only like example i had in that scenario to share <laughs> but that's what happens it's like but what did he get now for season two i guarantee you he got a substantial bump Yes, but also, too, I would have to double-check, but I don't believe he's a new writer-director. No. I think he's... He, I'm just saying new to the platform. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, maybe they aren't as as free with giving money if you haven't proved yourself on of the platform. Course, but course. then, of course, they do, because they've given people like Adam Sandler a $200 million deal, because it was Adam Sandler of who he did at, you know, off the platform. But uh, Where is he at? I, what was his movie, Hubble? Hubby? Hubie. Hubie. Though, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. That was last year, I think. Yeah, I don't think he had... Uncut Gems he did was really good, oh, too. Oh, that was great. He'll come out with some other th stuff, too. There, There is a lot, a lot of good films out there, and um, this is the season. Usually, there's a couple months in the summer, and then there's, like, the Thanksgiving the through the holiday. Like, a lot well, of good also stuff. Also, too, so to pivot to reality, because that is my jam. So, 90 Day Fiance has a spinoff called The Single Life. And they follow, obviously, the couples who didn't make it on the show, The Single Life. And season two is coming out on Friday. And one of my favorite things about the 90-day universe is some of these controversial um, people that are on the show, when they break up with their significant others, they'll go and date other people in the 90-day fiancé universe. And so now they're together on the show. And it's, you're just like, what? So if you guys know Tim and Jennifer, season two, 90-day fiancé, Single Life, I can't wait to watch that unfold. I mean, that's crazy. I watched one of the seasons with you, and it, it, you get hooked on reality. There's a formula that it doesn't matter what it is. It just hooks you. It hooks you. It hooks you. It hooks it's you. It's an easy watch. Yeah. You can easily go into this world without thinking, like, I got to stop my whole life, everything. Like, even if you're on your phone for a minute watching reality TV, it doesn't matter. You don't lose You're not the, missing anything, yeah. and you can just unwind. And then... Tiger King 2 is coming out in November on Netflix. I don't really know exactly what that is going to entail because I kind of thought they wrapped that up, but that was a long time ago. That When I hear of Tiger King, I think of the beginning of the pandemic and yep. everyone and their mom was sitting there watching this show. It was a movie. It, was it a movie or a show? It was a show. It was a series. Um, so yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to check out, but... Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm pumped for what's 
what's coming in the pipeline. And then Selling Sunset, too, is coming, I think, season four on Netflix. So they're having a lot of reality and just really pumping out the content in the month of November. And I was kind of looking at December stuff, but we'll wait to chat about that because that's, yeah, uh, you know, November's got a lot of stuff. So enjoy. Well, we'll see. It'll be nice to, you know, especially for like the holidays, you know, I, I love being able to decorate the tree, watch some fun movies, and I'm just counting down the days till my parents get here. Yeah. I can't wait. Her sister's coming out with the kids. We've got so many like exciting things happening with the family, and so I just can't wait to spend some time. This one over here is just crushing it in her career right now. Aww. She just had a closing Monday. I did. That I was did. a lot of fun. I, I put on the chauffeur hat. And I was able to drive, which I really enjoy doing because I know when she has a very important day to like take care of everything so she can focus on what she's doing because she did yes. that for me so many years when I had important events or days of, of work and studying. She always took care of like everything in the house and made sure everything was easy. So all I had to focus on was my work. And so I want to return that favor. So I always feel like I'm like, whatever you need, especially on your big work days, if it's an, if it's a at home work day, you can vacuum <laughs> and do the dishes. But if we're out of the house and you're going to meetings and you're meeting with people and you're signing papers and doing all that, I like to really help you. But how was that experience? So on Monday, we had what we call closing day. And that is the day that both parties come to the table. They each sign. You go to basically what they call a title company. And that's where you go and sign all of the legal paperwork. Generally, the sellers will go earlier and or sometimes later, and then the buyers will go at, at a different time. So once you officially sign, you get the keys, everything is locked, loaded, done, and you are ready to go into your new home if you're the buyer, which my uh, client was the buyer of the house. So it was a very happy day. And it was really cool because we got to do this in Newport Ritchie. So cool place. yeah, it's this very laid back beach town, but it doesn't feel like a lot of out-of-towners are there. It feels as if there are families who live there. There's a lot of community, yeah. which you can feel. And even my client was saying, I've met all the neighbors and they're all so nice. And one of them came over and said, hey, if you need help, you know, oh, they're cool. just really, really there for each other. So I couldn't be happier for her. Um, it's always interesting when you have a client though who comes from out of town because there's a lot that can go into that. And so generally when you put an offer in, it usually, I would say, if your offer is accepted, about 30 days till closing day because there are a lot of different things that have to be done. There's appraisal, there's inspection, just the list goes on and on. But everyone handled their part and their piece beautifully. And it just was a really smooth deal. And I'm so excited for my client. She finally has what we call her bucket list home. And it was a great day, can't complain. Do you feel it gets addicting? Like the more you're in it, it, it gets um, like addicting. Like you get that, that hit of like, I want to do this more often. I want to like... Every single day of my life, I want some yeah. sort of deal happening because what I love is every deal is different. So you're working with different personalities. You're learning something new. Something new might arise. You know, in this deal, there was something with flood insurance, you know, because it was a house near the coast and so we were trying to transfer it because it turns out FEMA is upping the flood insurance a lot. 
come next year. So, you know, there are just all these different yeah. things that go in that that might not pertain to a house in the middle of Orlando. You're not going to need flood insurance. Yeah. So it was just quite an adventure on this one. And my client is so, so lovely. She was just amazing from start to finish. So yes, to answer your question, it is definitely addicting and it's fun because I feel like I've kind of gone from buyer's agent, seller's agent, buyer's agent, and yeah. you do different roles on each side. So it's been fun. And the rest of this year, I got to say, there's a lot going on. So I'm excited to see um, what, you know, December, obviously the rest of this month, we just it feels like we just entered November, and it's already November Yeah, it's 10th, flying though. by. What is, what is going on? I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. I, I'm so excited for, for the family to get here, and just I like, know. I'm pumped. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm so proud of you. Congrats you, on everything. Honey. And um, Wait, and congrats to you. For? 30 pounds in 84 days. That's yeah, huge. That's, that is huge. I, I've uh, I used to be huge, and uh, now my results are huge. <laughs> I, I I've lost officially thirty pounds, so wow. that's three Benjis. That's three Benjis. Three Benjis. And uh, I've been putting out on my TikTok and Instagram like some of the meals that I've been having. They're nothing elaborate. They're actually very simple and basic, but I just really like how I feel. If you're considering any sort of weight loss. I know it's the holiday. This is like the I toughest know. time. So if you want to sacrifice and start now, go for it. If you want to wait till the new year, knock it out and then really start your year off because I put it off for so long and I'm really glad I got started. And it's just night and day how much better I feel. Um, you know what you're doing though, and I love this. I think it's Ed Milet who talks about, it's called separation season and it's usually November, December uh, of the year where instead of, just because most people just go, eh, forget it. I'll do yeah. it next year. But you started early because you're like, I need to build momentum going into the year. And that's exactly what you did. So I love that. Well, and I also think what it, it was just a mind shift change for me. So regardless of what I'm eating, I think whatever diet you think is going to work for you long term. But before, anytime I dieted, it was just to shed the weight so that I could be thin enough to buy myself a few more months of going back to the bad mm. habits because if I got down to 175 I'm like it's gonna take me six months before I get like heavy again <laughs> so then I could do this sacrifice for three months and then do six months of like whatever the hell I wanted and then do another three months of dieting right. but this time I don't want to go back like I have not had dairy I have not had any processed food no refined sugar and no alcohol mm. at all Killing in it. 84 days today's 84 my day 84th day and I just don't see a reason to do it. I definitely want to reincorporate alcohol at some point because I really do enjoy that. Yeah. But like dairy, processed food. So you've foods, had no cheese. No cheese. Oh. Unless there was like when we ate out like twice, you if there was cheese. any sort of like, is it butter dairy? Yes. So maybe if there was like, if, if my salmon was cooked in butter, maybe that. But I'm saying like, like a chunk of Major, cheese or yeah. like, you know, um pizza something like that and then also i'm learning too that carbs there is good and bad carbs yeah. it's like having mcdonald's french fries is bad carbs yes but if you're gonna have oatmeal rice quinoa um, ezekiel bread mm -hmm. baked potato blueberries vegetables those are all really good carbs for you so well then here's my question though so right now you've got everything pretty much that you eat you know your diet 
Yeah. When you get to the weight, your goal weight, how, what do you add to your menu, if you will, so that you don't keep losing? Well, that'll, that'll be basically what I have to do is I'm going to have to see when, when I get to my goal weight, I'm going to have to look up in a, in a calculator, what is my maintaining calorie rate? Mm. And if it says you have to have 2,200 a day to maintain, then I'll have to just adjust and maybe have an extra handful of pistachios, mm. maybe have three pieces of toast in the morning. Maybe instead of three hard boiled eggs, I'll have six hard boiled right. eggs. So you just kind of up it so that I get to 2,200 and then I stay there. Now, my goal though, is I wanna get into the gym and start building like a lot of muscle. Yeah. So in order for me to do that, I might have to start having four pieces of toast, six hard boiled eggs, like more pistachios, the entire ground beef packet rather right. than just you know 75% of it. So I'll have to add back in probably like 23, 2400 calories, but I'm not switching what I'm eating. So I'm, I'm gonna the eat the same just stuff, just more of it. Hmm when the time comes but i'm not hungry i don't get hangry i'm just it's just it's kind of amazing yeah it's kind of amazing i, I i'm blown away that when you cut out all the bull crap i'm just kind of like the just bull doing my, crap the bull crap and uh so so we'll see but but also too this this brings me back to the point of if i just know what we're planning and what we're working towards and I've had my fair share of fun when it comes to eating bad or drinking and doing all this stuff. It's just not a season for me sure. to do that. Sure. So I don't know when it's going to be. So like if I don't drink on Thanksgiving or I don't eat, you know, whatever, have some cocoa or, or whatever for Christmas or, or some Baileys. We always have Baileys and yeah. coffee and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a bummer, but it's like not really. I'm more interested in the yeah. momentum that I'm building and once I reach my goal weight, I'll find the right time to introduce like a cheat meal a week, which would be ideal. Like I'd love one meal like every Saturday night yeah. where I can go and get a Philly cheese stick and fries and some beer. And but then everything else is just how I am. So, so I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. But as of now, I'm not ready to even put my toe in there. I yeah. just want to keep this going. Got the momentum. And don't stop. yeah, I have those 84 days. Like I don't want to ruin it because of a slice of pizza. Then I then I can't say that I've gone 84 days. <laughs> then I have to say I've gone one. You kill me. I went through that already. I went through the sacrifice of the first 12 to 15 days is like kind of crazy, but then it just keeps getting easier and easier. But Well, I'm proud of you. Amazing well, job, honey. Thank you very much. Cool. I'm proud of you as well. And thank you all for tuning in <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. to check out our show. We'll be back here next Wednesday. We're wishing you just the most phenomenal week and weekend ever. Um, have some fun watching some new Netflix shows and movies mm -hmm. coming out, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Take care, everyone.